The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, give me one second. File open. That's what you told your wife. <laughs> I said file <laughs> file open. No, that's just, that's just different. Give me one second. Just give me uh, one, second. Oh, one second, bro. Bro, you give me way too much credit. <laughs> I mean, it's like tip and done. Like half of that tip and I'm done, yo. I'm already on round two. <laughs> In a land far, far away. Not really. Two brave souls unite. Unite to embark on a mission to review the greatest films, or at least somewhat watchable. Join in on the journey with the professionally unprofessional film critics, the Film Bros. This product is rated B for badass. Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, an extension of the film frequency. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, the prettier of all the hosts, and then I'm joined by my brother JB, the prodigal one with himself. What's going on, bro? What's going on? It's your boy JB, the prodigal one, the thicker of the two. <laughs> what up? Thick, uh, that's We are really in a mood, so I don't know how this episode is going to go. Hopefully, stay. It's not going to stay on the rails. Fuck it. It's it's not. It's already gone. Um, but we are here as we're doing, keeping it real. We are here to discuss the news and movies mainly. We don't have any film, any uh, TV topics on this week, but you'll get some TV thrown in there from time to time as well. If this is your first time listening, you can go ahead and follow the podcast at the Film Bros. Make sure you follow us individually as well. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow JB at the P1JB on uh, on Twitter. That's it. I, w- I wanted to get that out the way. We'll plug our social media again at the end. But let's hop into these topics, JB. You ready? For anyone listening, this is the part where this podcast goes downhill. Yeah. Thank you for yeah, listening. It's, yeah, it's it's over with from here. Uh, if we have your respect right now, check back in with us in 20 minutes. <laughs> 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 but... Uh, so the first bit of news, and this one it was a little bit more shocking to me probably than you, but Scott Dickerson or Derrickson uh, stepped back from. <laughs> it's dicks, starting already. Dicks on my mind, bro. Dad, <laughs> <laughs> that, that boy Faith. <laughs> but uh, but uh, <laughs> he stepped back from directing Doctor Strange to. Um, and this one is is worrisome to me. Uh, I think he did such a great job with the first Doctor Strange, and he and it was always talked about about making this Marvel's for, first horror movie. It was still going to be PG thirteen, but it was going to be very very horror. Um, and I don't know any directors off the top of my head that can quite capture um, the theme of a Marvel movie, but still make it kind of eerie. I don't know if they can get Mike Flanagan on the phone. I would love to see Mike Flanagan do something like that. But what do you think about uh, the director from Doctor Strange two stepping off? I think he made honestly the best move in his career. Yeah. Why? 
Because fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about Doctor. You know me, guys. I know I'm probably gonna get hate for this, but I'm just not a comic book fan. I mean, there's a couple movies. I mean, like some old X Men movies and some of the other stuff, Iron Man, that I can watch. But CEO Hayes knows I'm not a big fan of the comic book. So I mean, I don't know anything. I, I know it's um Cumberbatch. He's he's Doctor Strange, but that's pretty much all I know. So you, you're sticking with your boy Scorsese. Yes, yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, the the Marvel movies, DC movies, they are movies. They are art, but it's just not something I'm into, unfortunately. Yeah, no, no. And everybody has their own taste. I don't think you have. You should have to apologize for your own personal taste. I hate it when people try to make like people feel a guilt trip for just you know having a specific taste. Um, so yeah, while I know you're not the biggest Marvel fan, I know that this is something. Those movies are the most consistent. We'll talk about something towards the end of the show that I think Marvel almost is probably very, very responsible for a big part of that in Disney as a yep. whole. But, uh, you know, it, it, I'm glad that it, to see Marvel's going in like with the, with Endgame going and that kind of being the end of that first of that era of Marvel movies. I, it, everything that I'm hearing now is of course to keep comic book movies. We we've heard so much comic book movie fatigue. It's going to eventually fatigue, the thing that can keep that from happening is that, yeah, they're comic book movies, but they're all fit in their own different subgenres. Like, if Doctor Strange is going to be a horror movie, then, yeah, while Black Widow is also a comic book movie, they're completely different tones and themes. So I think that that's going to be key to Marvel's success. And to see a director who was very passionate about this project and step away from creative differences, that now makes me afraid of, okay, is Marvel having second thoughts about making... Of a, a movie that's very horror in, inspired. Well, I, I think it comes down to, and actually, I think this is a really good segue to talking, if you don't mind, into our next topic, which is you were talking about Marvel maybe going rated R eventually, and I don't even think only Marvel. I mean, across the board, they should all do DC, and if there's anyone else, I don't know if there's anyone else out there, but they should all go rated R. I just finished saying that I'm not a comic book fan, yeah. but my we did our top. Movies of the decade. My number one, um, my number two movie of the decade was Joker. Yeah. I, some people might say it's a comic book movie. Some might say it's not. The guy is a comic book character. Just because the movie wasn't done a particular way doesn't mean it's not a comic book movie. In my eyes and my heart, it is a comic book movie. But it's a different type of comic movie. It's a rated R comic movie. Now, if Marvel and DC can do more of that, I can get 100% behind that. Because it's not so much the action and the, and the uh, sci-fi element. It's more the... The, the grit and the drama. And that's what I enjoy. And my thing is, I don't like the idea of forcing a movie into any rating, right? Like, I feel like write the best script, see what the director's vision is, and then fucking, like, just submit it. And if it gets rated R, let it be. Like, you don't necessarily have to aim for rated R. You don't have to shy away from it either. Just make the best movie possible. Of course, that fits the tone of the characters that you're making the movie for. So I don't want to see, like, I would never want to see a fucking... I would I would love to see a R rated Thor movie, but like um, I'm trying to think of what like an Ant Man Ant Man going rated R, bro. No, like no, like there's no story in my mind that I can see Ant Man going rated R. But so you know, just make the best movies, and and we'll, and we'll see as that that goes. Um, I guess you want to segue into the Deadpool three news. Might as well. We're uh, still on that boat. Yeah. So since we are talking about comic book movies, uh, Ryan Reynolds confirmed that Deadpool three is underway at Marvel Studios. Uh, everything that we said that I think it was either one of the producers uh, on that film did, did say they're still going to be aiming for rated R. That Disney has given given them the go ahead for rated R. 
and I think that people being so surprised by this shouldn't like Marvel Studios making a rated R movie. Yeah, but Disney Disney owned a whole second studio that they released their their R-rated movies from. Like Disney has released R-rated movies. So let's not be surprised by that. Um more so Marvel going that direction. And you know, Kevin Feige, uh who runs Marvel Studios, is a very intelligent guy. And I think that him being as smart as he is, he'd be crazy not to realize the popularity of Deadpool. Oh, absolutely. And Deadpool is actually one of the the franchises in terms of comic books that I do enjoy. And I think it's largely part because of Ryan Reynolds. I've always been a Ryan Reynolds fan. I think I talked about that in one of the um, past episodes we've done. Ryan Reynolds is an amazing actor and him as Deadpool with the uh, comedy and everything. It's it's freaking hilarious. And I, I, I will be watching this one. This is one of the few things in this genre that I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's move in. There was a slew of new trailers. And it's funny that we're talking about rated R and horror because I really just realized every one of these except Birds of, Play, P- Birds of Prey is a horror movie. I did not realize it until you just said it. We got The Boy 2, New Mutants, A Quiet Place 2, Gretzel and Hansel, and Birds of Prey 2. No, Birds of Prey. It's not 2. What the fuck am I talking about? No. Um, second trailer. Yeah, second trailer. Uh, so, uh, of these trailers, JB, like, uh, do you want to? What was your standout first? We'll start with that. What's, what was the standout one for you? I think the one. I'm not going to say the one that I want to see the most. Okay. For me, the one that looked visually most intriguing, I would say, it's probably Gretel and Hansel. Um, I I don't know shit. I I believe there was a part one to this. Um, I'm don't quote me on that. I believe so though, but I don't know anything about this if this is a sequel or not. But it looked it looked good. The visuals look good. In terms of what I'm probably most hyped to see, it's a tie between Birds of Prey because I'm a huge Margot Robbie fan, and also Boy Two. I I totally enjoyed the original Boy. Um, it was with uh, Laura uh, Laura Cohen, which is, uh, is Maggie from Walking Dead for Walking Dead fans. Mm-hmm. Totally enjoyed this movie. Um, I actually do want to talk about that trailer for a second, if you don't mind. Sure. Because I'm a little confused. My take is this is going to be a prequel to Boy 2. Did you get that at all or no? I didn't get that vibe, but that kind of makes sense now that you said that. I, I, like, I went into the trailer just thinking it was a sequel, so I'd have to go back looking for that. Um, but, yeah. I, what 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 made me think that is, for, like they said, oh, uh, learn the story of Brahms. Mm-hmm. Then also... Um, the kid, when he was wearing the mask, that that kind of with the long hair, it reminds me of the guy that was behind the walls of part one. Like, is that him as a kid? So I don't know. I could be off on this, but it, it, it has like a feel of like a prequel. Um, I don't know. Also, I was freaking shocked as hell to see Katie Holmes. I mean, I haven't seen her in for what's the last time she's been in a movie. Well, you know, she had to get away from sci- Scientology and get that black dick, you know, because she's with Jamie Foxx now. So, you know. Wait, get, hold up. Her and Tom Cruise divorced? Yeah, bro. She's with Jamie Foxx now. Damn. I, don't think I didn't even know that. I don't think they're married or anything. Um, just just dicking. Yeah, they're just dicking. Mm. <laughs> That's what black dick does for you. Get you back on track. Damn, once you go black, you never go back, huh? Yeah. So every, I just went ahead and Googled it real quick. So at least from what I'm seeing, does say that it is a sequel. Well, uh, what's a the sequel? Um, hands on Gretel? Yeah, no. Oh. No, oh, it's a sequel. Yeah, it is a sequel. Gotcha. Okay. So um, either way, I still want to see it. Oh, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing about this trailer: you have kids. I don't have kids, so you're better off answering this question. Mm-hmm. If your son, if your son, let's say Alan went outside and was digging up shit outside and find a doll, would you clean up this doll? I'm like, here, go play. No, because it's a white doll. So no, that shit gets automatically thrown away. But I thought you have white, bro. I am. We thought so that you shit, ha- no. 
Do you hate that one half of you? No, I don't. No, I don't hate what I don't hate white people at all. Come on now, Bellows, my That's dude. The vibe I'm getting. Um, no, <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, no, all jokes aside, that creepy That's ass shit. No, like go outside and like find a, find some baseball cards or something that were buried. Like not that shit. Yeah, I would not bring that shit in the house. If there's a doll buried in the ground, that's no. That shit is buried in the ground for a reason. I might just sell the house and move. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, if you move into a place and you find some shit like that, it's like, all right, you know what? Is there a, is there a grace period that we can reverse this, the the buying of this house? We need to get the fuck I, up I, out of here. Empty out my bank account before they cash that check. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think though, I, at least when I saw this movie, the vibe that I'm getting from it, and because they like the, I don't, I don't think they expected the boy to do as good as what it did, because that that movie ended in a way that I never expected to see a sequel from it. But I think they're gonna go the route, at least from me seeing this trailer, that Brahms possessed the doll now. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is gonna happen. Uh, but maybe it's a surprise prequel. I wouldn't be surprised if they went your route. Now, uh, something that's not on our list that I do want to talk about, because I had just seen it today. I hadn't seen it before. I don't even remember when it was released. Have you seen the trailer for Fantasy Island? I have not. The fact that they took a show on TV and, and turned it into a horror movie is fucking amazing, bro. It uh, it it looks great. Is Fantasy Island with the uh, the, uh, the, little, yeah, the little guy? The boss, yeah, yeah, I, the plane, I, the I did. Plane. The plane, the plane. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah they, I, so, I did see it a long time. But I saw it a while. It didn't. That didn't just come out. No, though, yeah, did that's it? what I said. It didn't, I just, I just saw it. I, yeah, but I, I know it didn't just ago. come out. It came out a while ago. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, the standout for me out of here um, is honestly the New Mutants, and here's why: um, it's not even because I need you to school me a little bit on that. Not to cut you off because I don't know anything about this. Well, that's the thing: you, the way that they've done this, like, yeah, Demon, Demon Bear is a, is a very big storyline for this group in the in the comics that we could talk about at a later time. But I, the way that in me watching this trailer. For me, it was like, I don't understand why Fox shelved this for so long. Like, the first trailer for this came out three years ago. This was mm. this movie was supposed to come out like a year or two ago, and they kept pushing this back. This movie looks great, and I love that they didn't really dive into, like, the superhero imagery until the end of the movie. It just really does feel like, like, it kind of feels, honestly, and this may be a bad comparison to some people, um, but it feels like a better version of what they try to do with Glass. Like they're in the insane asylum. They're trying to convince them that uh, that their powers don't really exist. At least that's what I think. Or maybe they're trying to use their powers for something else. But that whole uh, tone and everything just really gave me the vibes of Glass. And I hope that this is a way better movie and execution than that. Glass wasn't bad. It was just the ending sucked. Um, but yeah, that was the standout for me on this list. Go ahead. These cast of characters, because again, you're gonna have to school me a lot on this. These cast of characters, uh, not the real people, the the actual characters. Um, they're obviously like teenagers and young kids. Mm-hmm. Do they eventually grow up to be someone like in the comic book phase? No, they're them. They don't grow. They're, up. they're, just, they're, they're, they're the right characters. Like their characters, just like this, are in the okay. comic books. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So they're not like a, this is the beginning part of the of the story, and later on they get older or whatever. No, no. I mean, of uh, course they age. Like these characters eventually, forever, right? But this is a direct adaptation of a story that is in a version of a story that's in the comics. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it uh, looks good. It yeah, looks really yeah, it good. Looks, I can't believe that Fox didn't. And this is the thing. This is why Fox failed as a studio, right? Because Fox had these X Men characters for so long, and they had an iconic actor uh, playing Wolverine, right? He, but Hugh Jackman, became that character very yes, much yes. like Robert Downey Jr. is now. You think Iron Man? You think Robert Downey Jr.? Even though the way he portrayed that character is very different from how he was in the comic books before then, um, and they could just never build a universe. They could not do the shit. There's there's three good X-Men movies, right? 
I'm not counting like the side and individual movies. There's the first one. There's X Men Two United, and then there's uh, uh well Days of Future Past is great too. Um, and then First Class. So four good ones out of what? Like they had to make like fifteen to sixteen movies. Hmm. So, uh, but moving on into the uh, another trailer that I want to talk about on here: Quiet Place Two. Now, A Quiet Place was one of my favorite movies the year that it came out. Please don't spoil anything. I still haven't seen it. Okay. I know it's way past so, due. Yeah, I won't get in. I won't get into any spoilers. But it's one of those movies that I really wish they wouldn't have made a sequel. And I'll just leave it at that. We'll probably get more in depth once you do see it, and we're, I'm sure we're going to be reviewing it. I think it's on our list to review. Absolutely. Um. So we'll talk about it then. It's just one of those movies. Like, every, sometimes there's. It's great just to have a one-off, bro. Of course, and you you said this a lot in the past, and I've always agreed with you. Sometimes you just said it again. Sometimes one and done is the right right, right way, but. If that movie is popular, they're going to go to that well again. They're going to go to that cash cow again. Now, I don't know if you can answer this question without spoiling part one, but is this a prequel? It's a prequel and a sequel. It's, it's a prequel and a so sequel. They're, they're flashing back to show what happened before the events of the first one, but then they're also telling stories that what happened to the characters after the first movie. So it's both. Gotcha. I love the concept, though. Even though I haven't seen the movie, I, the only reason I haven't seen the movie is not because I didn't want to. It's just that it's never come around. Movies are coming out like every other day now, so it's so once you miss something, it's so hard to go back and catch up. But I did catch Bird Box, which people have said this is like the 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 hearing version to Quiet Place, and I enjoyed Bird Box. It's really good. I, me knowing uh, your taste and you being my brother. I, I think you'll enjoy it. So we'll we'll talk about it. maybe we'll do a retro. Uh, it's not really a retro. Maybe we'll do a mini sold on it before the first one comes out, since it'll be your first time seeing it. It'll be an interesting thing to talk about. Cool. All right. Uh, the next thing that we got on our list, the results from the Golden Globe. So we had our predictions, right? And we both did fucking hard. Can we, can we continue? Let's move forward. Yeah, we're not going to even. Honestly, <laughs> if you listen to our, our Golden Globe prediction show, uh, Everything that we said wasn't going to happen or we didn't want to see is basically what happened. We did fucking terrible on our... I've never predicted anything as bad as what I predicted the Golden Globes. Um, if my memory is correct, CEO did better than me. That's first of all. And I think you were 5 out of 12 and I was 4 out of 12, which is just ridiculous. freaking horrible. That's but there were a lot of... I mean, there were a lot of surprises, man. I mean, um, a nineteen seventy winning movie of the year. What the fuck? That was surprising. Yeah. Um, there was a, here's the thing. There were some things that weren't necessarily surprising, but we didn't think it would go that way. Honestly, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood winning movie of the year for that uh, genre, that that was probably obvious. I mean, we said Knives Out. What were we thinking? Knives Out is a good movie, but let's be real here. It's it, look at the cast for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's you know yeah. look at it's Tarantino. Tarantino won screenplay. We didn't we were, we didn't call that at all. Yeah. Um, Missing Link. What the hell is Missing Link even? It's an animated movie, but it was pretty good. Toy Story Four beating Toy Story Four. It was it was better than Toy Story Four. Wow. Well, why the hell did you predict it then? Because I didn't predict it off what I thought was better. I predicted it off what I figured the the people would want to see. Um, but uh, one thing that we did agree on was uh, Joaquin Phoenix winning, right? And this motherfucker was drunk, high, and something. Like, I immediately texted you after his speech. You did. I, I was just like, hey, bro, <laughs> this motherfucker is high. He's high, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, he's drunk. Or we came to the conclusion that he's probably both. <laughs> yeah, or both. Oh, man. Uh, that, that's, that was awkward, bro. I'm just sitting here watching this like, they need to physically remove this man from this speech. Like, because <laughs> it was bad. It was all over the place. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm pretty sure he, he was intoxicated because... I watched the sh after the Golden Globes went off. 
I believe on E, they had like a after party thing. It was like an hour, hour and a half. They showed everyone, all the winners, all the nominees, all the winners had their Golden Globes. The only one person that was walking around without his Golden Globes in his hand. Would you like to guess who that was? It had to be him. They were probably afraid he was going to randomly go into Joker mode and start beating people with this shit. Or he just left it and was like, fuck him. <laughs> he, you could tell he didn't give a fuck. I mean, he, he, I'm sure deep down inside he appreciates them giving the nod, but he's like, whatever. And his speech was just, it was all, uh, it was, I don't even know what to say about that. He was clearly intoxicated. Yeah, he was clearly fucked up. He was clearly fucked up. Any, any, any one, uh, any one victory or anything or, or a mission that stood out to you here? No, I mean, I was really, really happy, though, for Todd Phillips winning. Um, not Todd Phillips, what am I saying? For Sam Mendes winning director. I that was I didn't call that correctly, but that was one. Actually, I don't remember if I did or not, but I know I was rooting for him. And he actually did win, and it was shocking. And there's something else that happened that we, we were totally shocked by. Um, I don't remember what it was. There was something else that was really shocking. Oh, the, I think the number one most shocking thing in the entire Golden Globes. The Irishman literally won not even one award. Yes, that was the biggest thing. Shut like, out. Shut out. But it's, it's going to clean up at the Oscars, bro. I would have said, but damn, not even one? Yeah. Also, Scorsese looked pissed like, oh, y'all motherfuckers is like, y'all really clowning me Marvel right now? Pay, Marvel paid motherfuckers. Disney paid motherfuckers out there like, oh, you want to shit on our comic book movies? All right, we got you. Do you damn? Do you think that was no? Nah, no way. You think I would not, not, not pa- put anything past anyone. Not bro. that they paid the foreign uh, foreign Hollywood press or whatever they're called. Just that they're salty about it. That could be possible, but I mean they they shut out uh, comic book movies. Got shut out here too. Cause, I mean Joker, Ooh. yes, but Joker's the one that you can kind of get away with. Um, so who knows? Yeah, because I think. It, I, I, don't quote me on this, but I believe in the SAG, the Screen Actor Guild. Yeah. I think Avengers Endgame is nominated for Picture of the Year. Yeah, yeah. What did you What did you think about Michelle Williams' speech with the abortion? I got pissed off. Let me tell you why. Okay. N- n- I, like abortion or whatever. Not that's not the reason I got pissed off, but. The re- like people people were actually posting on social media like Golden Globes are on. I'm not watching this. People shy away from film awards now because every fucking winner tries to give some political speech. That is right. That's why Ricky Gervais at the beginning he was dead serious when he said, "Listen, let's have fun tonight. Don't get up here and start talking shit and trying to be political. We're having fun tonight." And they did a great job because I mean, the show must have been halfway over, and then. She gets up there and she goes into the street. I have nothing wrong with what she said. I just hate that she tried to put something political. The Australian fire have no problem. I don't consider that political. That's mm-hmm. that's something that needs to be addressed. But the political stuff, I, I, I was like, I was so pissed off that she did that. And nobody else did it. She was the only one that got political that night. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get it that use your platform for whatever you feel and believe in. I just feel like the theme of the night and the fact that. I don't, I don't know. It, it it because it stood out as the only one like you pointed out, it felt a little bit more out of place. If it, if it would happen like two or three more people, it could, oh, yeah. it, it 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 wouldn't have been as off-putting. It just it really felt off, but I I mean, I I don't get involved in the abortion thing because I'm a man and I feel like it's wrong for me to tell women or to really have an opinion on what women do with their body. So I don't, I don't I don't have a a horse in that race, but what I will say is that it did it did feel a little bit off just considering the vibe of the night. But you know, it is what it is. I do. And also I, I will say this before we move forward, unless you have anything else. I first of all, I absolutely enjoyed 
Ellen's whole oh, whole yes. spiel. I, I'm nice. such a huge fan of Ellen, and I love seeing that whole little montage. And I was so happy for Tom Hanks. For those who don't know, Tom Hanks is my number one. When you're talking about Mount Rushmore, I could have my whole Mount Rushmore of all Tom Hanks, and I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, so I'm so happy he got like this uh, lifetime achievement award. I don't know what the exact award was called. Um, and you got a chance to see what Tom Hanks is like. Just listen to his speech, how humble he is. Him crying, thanking his family. I'm shocked he's. I didn't realize he's still married to Rita Wilson. They've been married forever. Tom Hanks is one of the guys that you never see any scandal or hear any scandal about his him or his family or his kids. Um, so I was totally happy for Tom Hanks, and yeah, I, I enjoyed that moment. Absolutely. It sucked that time he got stranded on the island. Like, it's funny that they let that happen to one of our greatest actors, that they just let him get stranded on an island like that. Yeah, but he got Wilson. Yeah, true. True. Yeah. All right. Um, so, moving in. And um, I'm sure he broke the record for the amount of ma- masturbations in a single year or something, or however long he was on that island. I heard you go blind from that, bro. I heard you. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. That's what happened to Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Damn, bro! It just solved them. Now we finally know. <laughs> We've been talking about Forrest Whitaker a lot. We oh, should be man. talking about it's every so episode. Funny. So anyone who's been listening to us for a while, it's this running gag that happened. I don't even remember how it developed. Oh, it developed because when we were Blood talking sport. about Bloodsport, over like us trying to figure out what happened to Forrest Whitaker's eye, and that shit is hilarious, bro. Let's let's you know who could figure out what happened to Forrest Whitaker's eye. Daniel Craig and Knives Out. His that detective will be. We're gonna put him on the case. And speaking of that, Knives Out Two is officially happening. What do you think about it, bro? So you've you started off hating it. You kind of came around on it a little bit. What do you think about the sequel? I'm happy. I'm I'm happy. There's a Knives Out Two. I'm even happier that I read that it's being the central theme of it is Daniel Craig. He's the character. He's such a character. I don't know if anyone else is coming back. I don't care if anyone else is coming back, to be honest. I know it's a great cast, but Daniel Craig was the standout there. So I'm totally, totally um, happy he's coming back. From what I read, from what I saw, he's hyped up about this role. Um, Lionsgate has not picked up the film yet, from what I understand. However, I do think once Oscars come around, they're going to get nominations. I mean, how are they not? They're going to get nominations. I'm not saying they're going to win, but they're going to get nominations. And once they get nominations, they're going to see, I think Lionsgate is going to see how popular this thing still is. And they're going to absolutely pick it up. Not only that, keep in mind, this movie did budget about $40 million. I think they just recently passed the um, the uh, half billion dollar budget. Or not half billion, but quarter billion dollar budget. So the movie's freaking successful. And in this day and age, for that particular genre, nowadays it's all about like Marvel shit. It's all about horror. It's all about action and stuff like Fast and Furious. They're none of that stuff. And not only are they able to build something that was successful, now they're going to possibly build a franchise out of it because we're getting part two and maybe we'll get more in the future. Yeah, and I'm happy for Ryan Johnson. You know, he did The Last Jedi. I know you're not a big Star Wars fan either. And it was it was such a unique Star Wars movie that people kind of, they they fought against because it was it was it was unique. It was different from other Star Wars movies. Then they got we got this most recent one, and all the fans hate it because they're like it's just like everything else. Like the fact that he was able to do something different, I think is going to be more appreciated as time goes on. And he he was reportedly supposed to help like have his own trilogy of Star Wars movies. Don't know if that's still happening, but the fact that he's able to build something on his own, he owns these characters. And we, it's so, me and you've talked about it. It's such a reboot and sequelitis type society and, and culture that we live in now to see some somebody 
with original characters and original it's i mean it's a mystery so it's not an original concept but original characters and an original franchise i'm all for it man i make as many of these motherfucking things as you can bro yeah i think quite honestly if the second movie is even remotely close to being successful like the first one agree, like two sequels yeah they're, they're going to have more franchise and they could do it yeah. the I mean, there's no, they don't do heavy CGI. You don't need, you know, you don't need a lot. The budget, $40 million, I know it sounds like a lot to us, but for a movie, it's really nothing. So I I think they can make this a really successful franchise if done correctly. And the good thing is, too, is what they can do now. And, and, uh, you know, we'll see. I believe, like, that $40 million budget was probably so high just because of the cast. But now it's a proven commodity. They don't even necessarily have to pay for a big name in the cast anymore. Like they like exactly. Daniel Craig is the main character. You can have yep. as long He's as you the find big as long as you find some great character actors. That that I can actually see a sequel being less of a budget than the first one and making more I, money. Absolutely. This this um I hope don't and that's another thing. This movie was very plain. Yeah. It was a very plain movie, but I but I, I eventually grew on me and I liked it. But I hope a lot of movies sometimes when they're plain. And then they they get approved for a big budget. They go freaking nuts in the second movie. We've seen that happen so many times, and it just ruins the movie. I hope they don't go that route. I hope they keep true to what got them their success. Absolutely, absolutely. But speaking about money, we're talking about money. How about that number forty two point five? Yeah, bro. So global box office new record in two thousand and nineteen forty two point five billion dollars, bro. Now, I would love to know what the breakdown of that is. I know a lot of that shit is probably like Marvel. Yeah, I mean, you got to think. So 2019, they had Captain Marvel, which made a billion. And they had Avengers Endgame, which made 2.8, I think, billion it was. I don't know, but I'm trying to figure out who that bitch global box office is. I'm about to marry her ass. <laughs> and you got to think, and Disney overall, they had Lion King as well come out that this year. They had Aladdin come out this year. They, they like, I, I would, I bet. Almost a third of that is from Disney-owned properties alone. Wow, that's crazy. Forty-two and a half billion. I mean, for anyone who says, "Oh yeah, it's all about U.S.," you're fucking nuts. It's not anymore. It's this, not. At this point not. now, there are sequels being greenlit, greenlit, whole movie movies being uh, greenlit as well that are geared that they know is going to be successful in foreign. Like, it's, like U.S. box office at this point is like. You know, if you can do great here, you definitely want to do. If you can do $100 million here, of course, you're guaranteed to be a hit. But you can you can make only 100 to $150 million domestically and still worldwide get another $400 million. Exactly. I mean, yes, I understand. We're the, you know, we're a very big population, but we're a dot compared to the rest of the world. We're, we're literally a dot. When you add some of these huge countries like China, I mean, the population in China, just China and alone, I mean, it's gigantic. So I wouldn't be surprised if more and more people gear towards worldwide. I mean, that's where the money's at, to be honest with you. Yep, China in China. Like, seriously, if you if you can be a hit in China and the United States, you're guaranteed sequels. And that's not even counting all the other countries. Yeah. So everyone needs to everyone needs to go after China. Yeah, get that get that Asian pussy. Um. <laughs> you know, I always wondered, is there is it anyway, just never mind. <laughs> I, I don't I'm even trying know. to figure out is it is it Bro, is, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. We're gonna go ahead and move on. Um <laughs> So Sam Raimi uh is 
developing another Evil Dead movie. Don't, we don't know if this one's going to f- feature Ash or be a sequel of the remake that uh, Sam Mendes did. No, no, it was Freddy Alvarez. It was Freddy Alvarez. Who the fuck did I get Sam Mendes? Freddy <laughs> Sam Alvarez. Mendes. Um, what do you think? What, about is, Sam- is, what did Sam Mendes recently do? He recently did something. Oh, yeah, right. 1917. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you? I think that's why it was on my mind. But uh, what do you think? We, we So Sam Raimi was a producer on The Grudge. Which we discussed. Which we've already discussed. Go and check out our grudge review for our theories on that. But what do you think about him getting back into the franchise that he started? I love it because he's all over this. He's the director. He's the writer. He's the producer. He's everything. So this is going to be a true Sam Raimi film. Um, are we going to get the main character? It's looking like no. Because I think he made a statement like he's not interested. Bruce Campbell, I think his name is. He said he's not interested in coming back. But, I mean, regardless if he comes back or not, Sam Raimi, this is kind of like one of his babies. He's not going to make this thing fail. Especially he hasn't he hasn't made a horror movie in, like, God knows how, how many years now. So he he's going to make this a good movie. And not to mention, Evil Dead already has been a great franchise. Um, I, I said it before. Evil, the uh, was it the remake? Yeah. The remake of Evil Dead 2 was so... It's one of, like, my top five most scariest movies. And I don't know why. It just was so... It was creepy. It left a mark with me, yeah. We keep talking about tone is very important in horror. That was my favorite favorite horror movie of the last decade. Yeah. So uh, it was a great, great movie. So I'm happy to see him back. We got one more topic today before we end. The Oscars for the second straight year not having a host. What do you think about it? Kind of two ways on this because last year I didn't have a host. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, 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 <laughs> not in your dreams. <laughs> no, no, no. But here's the thing: last year they didn't go with any um any host, and it was okay. But I feel like you do need a host, and I'm not saying like they sometimes have that host where like every commercial break you see that host. When they come back, you see that host. In between every single award, you see that host. No, I think Ricky Gervais actually did a great job. In Golden Globes, you got him at the beginning for that opening monologue, and more than anything, that's sort of I want that host to give you that open mon- opening monologue. In any award show, even you talk about like the Grammys, even anything, I always look out for the opening monologue. So you need a host for that opening monologue, maybe one time in the middle, and then to close out the show. That's it. You don't need like all him to be or her to be all over the place. So I would have liked for them to have a host. The fact that they don't, I mean, what are you gonna do? Well, you're not well, you're not gonna watch it because there's no host. But I think for something, I mean, let's be real. The Oscars are the biggest, regardless of what anyone says. The Oscars are the biggest award show for a film, so they should have a host. But it's not gonna deter me from watching it. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's what it is because they know that they're the biggest. They're what everybody looks forward to. Maybe they feel like the brand is big enough uh, to where the event itself it doesn't need a host. But like you said, we've moved on from. What in the in the 80s, early 90s, where hosts were kind of like MCs. You saw them every transition. You saw them to to where like you get an opening monologue. They're sprinkled in throughout the show. They're kind of that extra flavor on top. Just to just you you know you can always cut back to them. You get something funny, then we get back into the award show. Um, so I feel like while they're not having an official host, I think it's even going to be a little bit different next year. Maybe we see. A still an opening monologue for someone somebody else do the mids thing and like you they'll, they'll have people sprinkling i'm not really worried about yeah this and plus i guess it's good for them they save a, they save a paycheck there so more co- coke and alcohol for everybody else joaquin phoenix is gonna have all that shit oh um, yeah yeah i can't wait to see him in that <laughs> we'll, we'll see him with the white powder nose and everything oh sh- we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna move on. i'm not even, I'm, I'm gonna leave that one alone jb 
we're at the end of the show. Uh, let's go ahead and talk to them about what's coming up. Um, so one of the things that we have coming up in uh, just four days after you listen to this will be a retro review, which is our theme for January. And we will be discussing, per the vote of the people, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah, that's that's coming up. Back to the Future is one of my favorite trilogies. Um I'm going to talk more about it when we do the review, but Back to the Future, absolutely love the movie. Love the trilogy, love Michael J. Fox. Can't wait to get into it. Very, very close, uh, very, very close poll, um, but it came down, it was between Back to the Future, and uh, in second place, I believe, was Karate Kid. We got a lot of votes for Sandlot on Twitter. For Twitter yes, well. um, Sandlot. Yeah, was so, all over Twitter. And eventually we'll get to all those movies, but you know, it, it, it is this is what won. We put it up for uh votes of our listeners and this is what they voted for, so we're gonna follow through with that. Um after that, our next full review coming the coming uh the following Monday after this drops will be Bad Boys Three. Bad Boys for Life. Yes. I am not excited about this movie. I am because I'm a huge fan of Will and I want to I want to see Will do good. Um, I, I always loved Martin as well. So I am I, I, I do want to see this one and I'm hoping it's good. Um, I enjoyed part two. There was nothing wrong with part yeah, two. I, there was nothing wrong with part one either. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. They're fine films. It's just, you know, I, I have really I don't know if it's a form of PTSD, but these sequels that come like 10 years later, bro. I'm just I'm over it. So it's it's nothing. I will admit like my issue or my lack of excitement for this movie strictly just stems from that like the the trailer was okay it wasn't nothing great it wasn't nothing earth shattering um it just it just looks okay to me but you know we'll see hopefully i'm i i, I really hope that this is one that i show up to and then i'm so excited after watching this i'm like jb let's record tonight hey i'll be down <laughs> that's all it takes yeah and then so uh just one last bit of housekeeping we do have a, a announcement for a kind of a new direction and well not really a new direction an additive uh to this podcast because we just you know we relaunched so i don't want to say new direction like we are, are fucking flipping things around already but jb you want to make this one yeah so it's just that we're we're as you guys know we've always been a podcast and we will always remain a podcast however as ceo said we're looking for different avenues now to get content out there we've had a lot of feedback everyone's enjoying the content we want to get more content out to you so we're going to make a strong push in 2020 to give you more youtube content reaction trailer reaction videos movie reviews top 10 and whatever else, whatever else you guys want just let us know and we're going to try to kick out as much content as possible yeah and that's that's all it is we got some stuff on there already i did a uh, quick reaction after i saw star wars we have some trailer reactions coming up there uh they should be up there by the time you guys listen to this it's just really going to be a place for kind of our quick thoughts that way you it's kind of a look at it as the the in-between meals if if our main ep- main episodes and reviews are the main dish you know you got your appetizers we'll we'll when we're leaving theater i'll probably be posting some stuff jb watches movies all the time be a nice place for quick non-spoiler reviews where then we come here and we break down everything and give you the spoilers so absolutely so i'm excited for that also before we go into the close and i know i'm just springing this on you so i don't mean to do that bro but i did post on uh facebook um it's a new segment, and I know I didn't discuss this with you at all, but I'm sure you would be okay with it. Where we're, I'm going to call it, whenever we do the Keeping It Real, I'll call it Ask the Film Bros. And it just, if anyone has any film questions, they want to hear our take on it, just ask us and we'll maybe pick one or two and we'll answer it. You down for it? Yeah, sure. All right, so um, I'm going to definitely 100% let you take this first question because I don't know shit about this category. But um, Snoop Noop Dale on Facebook, uh, shout out to you, bro, asks... What are some anime movies uh, that you guys have seen? 
Fuck all of them. I got kids. <laughs> Every fucking one. Um, What's but your favorite one, one? One, one. Honestly, that's just so unique is I think I lost my body, and we've kind of talked about that a little bit. Here. I have to see that. Yeah, it's it's an amazing, just different and unique. Uh, it's a foreign uh, animated film. Definitely check that one out. Cool. Yeah, I definitely have seen. Yeah, I don't know much about anime. I remember when I was younger, or not even younger, but like uh, a couple of years a while back, people were always talking about it. Someone mentioned a show called Death Note, and some other stuff that I've never seen. I don't even know what they're about. But eventually, I have to, I have to check it out. Um, the next question is from our, our longtime friend, Mister Gerald Cooper. He asks, "How do you mark?" And this is going to be for you as well. How do you market the MCU if you make them full-on dramas? Do they do as well if you significantly reduce the humor? And um, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but see, I'll let you take this one, bro. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to what I said then is that making each one fit in its own genre and then market it accor- accordingly. I think that um, just because these, this universe is connected, it doesn't mean that thematically every movie has to have the same tone. And that's what we've had so far in Marvel movies. So I really hope going forward, uh, to me, you make each one a tone that fits that character and then you market it to that to, you market it in a way that make that highlights that difference in what it is humor the humor is great it's always going to be a little bit of humor in it hell i mean a movie like us which is pure horror still like horror comedy is a very big part of horror <laughs> it, oh. it, it, it is like I, I mean, every horror movie that you've seen has a comedy element so I don't think, like, everybody points to the humor of, of Marvel movies. I don't necessarily think that's the issue. I think that it's um, it's just that they rely heavily on that. So I say market it. Like, don't do a full-on drama, but market it in a way that you highlight the differences between each character rather than highlighting the universe, which is what I think they've done so far. Yeah, and I, I you know, I kind of touched on this earlier, but I feel like they do need to take a look. They don't have to, but they should attempt to when it when it. It tells you to take a little bit of different approach. If the car, if the character is a dark character, take a little. Rather than having all this action, this jump around, there's nothing wrong with that. I love action, but try to try something different because eventually it's it's going to get stale. I know people are like, oh no, they're making billions of dollars and they're going to get stale. Yes, it will get stale. Things eventually get stale. I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow or a year from now or five years from now, but eventually it will. And when you have things like Joker and like the success of Joker, if I'm a director or I'm a writer, I'm taking note of that shit. And I'm saying, hey, how can I do it but do it better next time? So yeah, that's my take on that. So uh, Gerald Cooper... Again, longtime friend of ours. Thank you so much. And uh, the final question actually happens to be from my brother, Q. Uh, shout out to Q. He asked, The Fast and the Furious, do you guys think it's still a decent saga? Do you think it's stretched out too much? Do you think it should have continued about cars instead of a long storyline? Okay. So let, let's not use the word saga for Fast and Furious. I just <laughs> – I, I don't want to use – I think saga – Is it more for like Star Wars? It's more for things that I think are more – Because he just literally finished watching all – 49 Star Wars movies in the two weeks. Are for epic things. But I think, no, I think that this franchise would have died out if it just stayed about. The thing that, the way that they went where they started making heist movies, I think it worked so much because they took the time to use it when it was just about stealing cars to build up the theme of family. And now you see these families completing these heists are invested in these characters, right? But I think it now, eventually, it's going to go back the other way. I think you know how things, things kind of go back to where they started Full their circle. roots in, in, in a way. I think once Vin Diesel is kind of almost done, we'll see a, a Fast and the Furious movie where it's passing the torch to a new 
class of like a, just new thie- a, a thief team yeah yeah yeah, so that's yeah i agree i agree with that and uh, to me that's just, that's how you make a franchise continue going because if you have the same shit over and over and over it's going like i just said it's a couple seconds ago it's, that's how it dies but they started focusing on street races yeah and the characters and then they went from that to something else boosting cars and then they went from that to heists, just all kinds of heists, crazy heists and elaborate heists where they're basically like the street version of like the Oceans movie, basically. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. There's a team of people and they, they're doing all these heists. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you the truth. I've enjoyed every one of those movies. Some were stronger than others, um, but and some were a bit weak. But for the whole picture, I enjoyed it. And I think we're going to continue. It's going to continue going for a long time until that day when Vin Diesel is like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm done. And then they bring it. If it's still successful, that is. Because if it continues to drop in numbers, they're going to just like, screw it. But as long as it stays at least somewhat strong, they're going to bring in a whole brand new cast of characters and just redo the whole thing over again. Absolutely. And that's it. That's it for this week, bro. Go ahead and give them your social media. Let's get the fuck out of here. It's time for the socials. (laughs) I can be reached on Facebook at... No, no, that's not at... That's not at... I'm trying to get the fuck out of here too quick. Facebook, Javid Basharula. And on Twitter, it's at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. Tweet at me. Slide in my DMs. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at the Film Bros Pod. I'm going to change that to the Film Bros. So search for You've been saying that shit from episode one. I've been fucking tired. That's what the fuck I've been doing. Since episode one? Since episode fucking... One goddamn it! I have a whole fucking company I run, goddamn it. So yes, I'm tired. Um, but you know, and for anyone who may have found us, uh, because Collider Video basically shut down all their movie review shows, and I know a lot of people are looking for uh, new shows and everything. If you have found us because of that, let us know. Um, we'll definitely uh, just let us know how you found us. You know, Collider Video was one of my inspirations um, in the way that I like love podcasts even before we started this so um yeah so shout out to them i thought i was your inspiration no no fuck you (laughs) god this is such an abusive relationship (laughs) but go ahead and and also check us out uh on facebook that's the film frequency there where you can uh hop into not our dms but the lovely discussions that, that we have going on about movies and everything there so yep all right and that's it number one soon to be the number one film podcast around you motherfuckers we're out peace